Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome to episode number 69 of Fantasy Fuel. <laughs> Welcome because this is back-to-back episodes. We haven't done this in a while. There's usually been a uh, shuffling the deck or a <laughs> yeah. ride or something, but here we are two times in a row because we switched days. And yep. with me is Tom Tuttle. He is here. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done a shuffling the deck yet this week. That's why we're <laughs> Not here. <yet. laughs> What's going on, Tom? Nothing much. I, I hope this episode is not too depressing for some people because <laughs> we're going to make some people upset about some of these players. Yes, it's it's going to be interesting to see what kind of feedback we get because yeah. <laughs> we are doing, like we said last week, we're doing the top 10 worst landing spots, in our opinion, mm-hmm. from the 2019 NFL Draft. And it is going to be upsetting for some people. I can about guarantee that. (laughs) But before we get to that, we do have a little bit of news from around the National Football League. Yay! (laughs) Yes, just a little bit of news. And we're going to start with something that is just a little bit like omj it's like so totally the cringeworthy player of like the week <gasps> yes <laughs> it's not a player this time it's a fan and this oh no fan who happens to be a fan of the new york jets <laughs> and is an avid user of reddit and there's the subreddit for the new york jets he has already gotten a 2019-2020 Super Bowl champions tattoo of his favorite team. <laughs> what say you about that one? That's not going to happen, man. I hope so. <laughs> I hope for his sake, and I hope for everybody that's a Jets fan sick. But that's just, come on. What are the chances that we win the Super Bowl this year? Oh, wait, wait. yeah, this year. Yeah, this year. Yes. <sighs> Unless he's talking about 21-19 and 21-20, I'm not you know, a hundred percent positive. <laughs> so maybe a hundred years maybe from he now. Just thinks, maybe he just thinks I can always get that last digit switched somehow. I could cover it up. Whatever. I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm sure he did it just for the attention. And yeah, of course. I, I don't think you're going to follow suit, but maybe nope. if we, if we got some uh, fan support and they sent in some money to uh, pay for a <laughs> tattoo, Maybe we could get that going. Uh, we'd, I'd have to put it on a spot that nobody could see. Because <laughs> I'm not going to get embarrassed every time somebody sees that. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. I suppose, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still listening. If anybody wants to send some money out there for either one of us to get us a weird-looking tattoo, you know, I'm not opposed to the idea. I, here, you know what else is cringeworthy? <laughs> When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, that well, there was a there was an Eagle fan that ate some horse poop. I don't know if you saw that, but I'd like you to get a tattoo of that guy's face. That guy's face. Well, um, <laughs> I guess if enough people want to pay for that tattoo, I I would not be a hundred percent opposed to that. 
But we are way off track already. <laughs> We've said one news item, and it wasn't even pertinent to fantasy football. So let's get to a little <laughs> bit of fantasy football information. And for you IDP players out there, bad news for Jason Pierre-Paul. He mm. has fractured his neck in an automobile accident. Mm. May miss the entire season. I don't mm. see how he couldn't. Apparently it's yeah. not, you know, a super bad one where, you know, he's not like, uh, you know, in a wheelchair or anything that I know of yet. Right. But that's not good. That is bad news for the Buccaneers, although that may, you know, next person up for the Buccaneers, there could be a nice little stash in IDP. We'll have to look at their yeah. uh, roster. Maybe that will be one of my next uh, ride visits. I'll have yeah. to see what the Buccaneers have in store. Uh, but, yeah, that sucks for JPP. He was such a promising guy up until he blew his fingers off the fireworks, and ever since then <laughs> yeah. he just hasn't been able to get it going. So any thoughts on uh, JPP? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess he was, even though after he blew his fingers off, when he came back, he ended up coming back, and once he got right, he was back to his old self, not exactly the JPP we remembered, but right. he was still very relevant. Now it's that's just sad news. There's nothing you can really say about it. So yep. you can't. It's just too bad. So anybody out there that's in dynasty leagues that have IDP, um, if somebody doesn't know about this news yet, see what you can get for JPP, or you're yeah. just gonna have to stash him <laughs> on the IR, or just find somebody yeah. else. Uh, Got a little bit of quarterback news, a few different quarterback stories. We'll start with the Minnesota Vikings. Apparently, since Fran Tarkenton in 1973, no quarterback has started and played two full consecutive seasons for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, wow. Is that spelling doom for Kirk Cousins? <laughs> it's not. I mean, if, if Brett Favre can't do it, then I just don't know if if Kirk Cousins can do it. No, it's wow. It's not a good sign. That it's almost what is it? Forty six years they've gone without a quarterback playing two full consecutive seasons. That's that's bad. that is one of the that is one of the best stats you've brought into this <laughs> studio. That's that's great. I mean, that forty six seasons or whatever it is. That's a long time to not have two consecutive full years as that's crazy so, really think about that i bet you every other nfl team has had that oh it got to have been even when yeah. they were terrible they probably had two straight seasons of somebody yeah you know sprinkled in here and there but i guess sell Kirk cousins uh <laughs> yeah. the odds are not in your favor right now for the last 46 <laughs> years get what you can out of Kirk cousins and run now let's move along to the Cowboys. Uh, they are saying an extension for Dak Prescott could approach $30 million a year. Okay, go for it. <laughs> That's what everybody else in the NFC East is saying. Sure. Yeah, and do you're going to have to pay Ezekiel Elliott, and then you're <laughs> going to have to pay Amari Cooper, and then yep. you're not going to be able to pay anybody on your offensive line or your defense. So go for it. Yeah. The one person you want to pay is Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, if you have to get a new quarterback, it's, I mean, I understand you like Dak Prescott. You think he's your future. That's fine. But, man, you gotta, you got to pay the, the guy that's your offense, and he's not your offense. 
since we're on the subject of the Cowboys, everybody out there listening knows that Tom and I are not huge fans of Amari Cooper, but we are taking over a team, (laughs) a dynasty IDP (laughs) team, and it has Amari Cooper on it. I don't know what we're going to do with him yet, but we actually have him. (laughs) He's Yeah, he's on there. It's just... He's not a horrible guy to have on your team. It's just I would never have drafted him in the first place. But inheriting him, I'm okay with. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to have to see how the rest of that league, their owners, how uh, willing to trade they are. Because I hope there's a Cowboys fan in there somewhere. <laughs> we can get something out of him. I just I don't want to deal with that headache. Yeah, I know. It's Boy. true. All right. Uh, one more quarterback news. <laughs> Drew Locke uh, talked to Peyton Manning during his little passing academy. And Peyton Manning said, you know, I set the all-time interception record for a rookie quarterback, and I'm waiting for one of you to break that for me. If anyone (laughs) wants to do it, please go right ahead and do that. Get that done for me. So, yeah, anybody coming into the National Football League that thinks, oh, my God, I suck as a rookie, guess what? Peyton Manning had one of the worst interception yeah. seasons ever as a rookie he did have the worst so if he can yep. do it and still end up being a multi super bowl winner and a future hall of famer then yep there's there's a chance and drew lock you know he has a chance yeah i don't know how big of a chance <laughs> we'll find out yeah i don't think he's on either one of our lists today we didn't think it was a bad landing spot for him but we just don't know if we have much faith oh in no Drew he's <laughs> he's on my list oh is he he is number 10 oh that's right he just wasn't yeah. very high on the list well right, we already yeah. spoiled that for us i don't even mm-hmm. know if we should continue on with the rest of the episode <laughs> we're done <laughs> you know, uh, remember we to stay fueled up yeah all right, all right. Um, <laughs> anyway we have one more sort of cringeworthy i don't know how cringeworthy it is but espn's max kellerman said apparently with a straight face that larry fitzgerald might be a hall of famer on the basis of longevity <laughs> might. might might the number two all-time uh-huh. wide receiver in receiving yards and 11 Pro Bowls might be a Hall of Famer <laughs> because he it's played a, a long time. It's a surefire thing. Like, it's going to happen five years after he says, I'm done. Yeah. And it's, he is, it's, I don't understand that. <laughs> it just, if you don't know any better, then just keep your mouth shut because yes. he's going to be, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I it's sure hope locked. so. As much as Larry Fitzgerald has killed the Eagles over the years, especially in that last NFC Championship game they played against each other, if he's not a Hall of Famer, I don't know what the Hall of Fame is anymore. Yeah, that's exactly the the truth. There's no doubt about that. He is, he's a Hall of Famer, and if he doesn't, you know, if, he, if he doesn't make it, that would be the worst. I, I don't even care about the Hall of Fame anymore. If somebody like that can't make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. So, speaking of Hall of Fame, let's get into our top 10 worst landing spots from the 2019 <laughs> NFL draft. That doesn't mean these guys can't make the Hall of Fame. Oh, like of course. You said, I know, I know. Like you said, you can have the worst two years in your entire history and then come out and be amazing and be in the Hall of Fame. But there's reasons we have these guys there, and we're going to get into it. All right. Well, since you already spoiled it, yeah. why don't you tell us? About number 10. Well, my number 10 is Drew Locke. And 
it's just because the Broncos history recently of drafting quarterbacks has not been good. They need to stick to signing quarterbacks, which they did this year, which is fine. You, you, you signed Flacco. You did good. Go for it. Um, and obviously you did that with Peyton Manning, but the last quarterbacks they've drafted Paxton Lentz, Brock Osweiler, Tebow. And I suppose you could say Cutler was somewhat successful, but that is Mm. just not a very good list of guys that have been drafted by the Broncos. Therefore, Drew Locke, you got a lot, you got a lot of work you have to do because it's not going to be easy. And you have to you have to pass up Flacco first, which shouldn't be too difficult, but they got him there for a reason. So we'll see. Yeah, Flacco's he, he's got to be there for some kind of mentoring purposes, and there's no reason for Drew Locke to get on the field this year. That's that's my point, and I I said that all last year with all of the rookie quarterbacks, and they all yeah. got on the field. It's just it's crazy to me. They just feel so rushed to get these quarterbacks on the field when you can just let them learn for that first year. And the problem is also that we have a few that have been successful starting their first years. That, so I everybody like just keeps rushing them out there, even though there's no real reason to. Yeah, I you mean, get an Andrew Luck, and shoot, I'm not even going to say RG3 because he was successful that first year. You yeah. get the guys that are successful that first year, and everybody thinks, well, we can do that too. No, you can't. It's yeah. just look at Peyton Manning. That success was not there. And I guarantee you if Aaron Rodgers was, he would not have had success. No. Maybe some, but it wouldn't have been like he is right now. You can't expect the world out of these guys. And I, it's just better to let them sit and learn. Yep. But that's just me. Yeah, it's not just you, but it's, <laughs> it feels like it sometimes because of how many yeah. quarterbacks we see come out there and have good years, even though their team's not successful. And they just they keep re-inputting into their formulas that oh, this time it's got to work this time. And <laughs> it, it rarely does. They yeah. still go on to have good careers, so I can't yep. say too much about it. But we'll go to my number 10. It's a double dose. And as much as I like having these guys drafted by my team I think it's a bad landing spot at least for this year and then depending on how we go about the free agents for next year Miles Sanders and J.J. Arcega Whiteside they're not going to see much for targets and carries at least initially and I I think they'll be good players but they're not going to be good fantasy players I've seen Miles Sanders go pretty high, even after being drafted by the Eagles. Yep. And I I hesitate. I could not do it. I could not pull the trigger right now. I mean, unless it's a absolute dynasty league, you get to keep him forever. And I didn't like anybody else out there. I would take Miles Sanders, stick him on the taxi, and see what happens in a couple of years. Yeah, but, and I, I, that's, I had him on my list last episode for best scenarios. And we, we, like we said, we didn't really specify whether or not it was dynasty or not. But Miles Sanders, to me, is the guy of the future. Jordan Howard, I know, is still relatively young. But I feel like there's going to be some kind of competition there this year. And you might be right. Maybe he doesn't do much at all this year. As far as uh, J.J., 
not you, but JJ. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I have to if, get a jersey if, of that, don't I? <laughs> yeah, you probably do. But as far as him, uh, I don't know. It, it, that's that is a pretty bad landing spot. I one of the reasons I didn't put him on this list was because I didn't want to make you upset. <laughs> so I was just like, I better not do it, otherwise he's gonna be really mad. <laughs> I mean, it's a, an amazing addition. Oh yeah, Carson no Wentz. Doubt. Like if you really, really believe that Carson Wentz is not going to be a good pro from here on out, this is the year that you could prove us right. If he can't run an offense and score points like he did in that year, he should have won MVP. He's got Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey. We still got Nelson Aguilar. He didn't go anywhere. We got Zach Ertz. We got Dallas Goddard. We just got J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. We got Mm -hmm. Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders. We have every single weapon available on offense that you could possibly think of. So if he yeah. doesn't do it this year, I might have to eat my hat. Well, <laughs> well he's going to do it as long as he's healthy. And I think that's right, the biggest course. issue with almost everybody is the health thing because he's been very inconsistently uh, on the field. He's got to stay consistently healthy. And for that <sighs> to happen, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any doubts that he can do it. I just haven't seen it yet. So I we'll know, see. I know. I mean, our first-round pick was our – replacement for you know jason peters so we should mm-hmm. have at least some backup yeah. in case peters does get hurt like he normally does for a game or two here and there i'm uh, i'm just hoping 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 but again fantasy wise i'm staying away from these guys in redraft almost no matter what and in dynasty it's a pick them and stash them kind of deal don't mm-hmm. don't expect nothing this year Let's see. Number nine, Tom, who do you got? Oh, this is unfortunate for a lot of people that are <laughs> around me. I just don't like the situation for David Montgomery. And that's too bad because he was, I think he was one of my favorite running backs coming out of the draft. But he's on the Bears. He's probably going to see some work this year, but I just don't know how much because Davis is going to take a lot of that from him. And I think I so. they might, yeah, I think they might have a kind of one, two punches, but you got to think of Tariq Cohen too. He's going to be getting almost all the receptions and I don't see hardly anything going to Montgomery as far as re- receiving the ball. So if you have him in a PPR or a standard, I don't think it's going to matter this year. I think that in the long run, yes, maybe he's the guy for that team to replace the Jordan Howard type of guy. And he's not that bad at receiving the ball either, but Tariq Cohen is a beast as far as receiving. And I just don't see them integrating him into the offense as much as a lot of people think they might. Well, if I'm right about Mike Davis, then (laughs) he will take some receptions away from Tariq Cohen this year. Not a bunch, but mm-hmm. he is more of a pass catcher than Jordan Howard has been. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I think early on it's going to be a lot of Mike Davis, a lot of Tariq Cohen. But yeah. then if the Bears are up and they're trying to wind that clock down, I think maybe David Montgomery will get some of that work. So everybody out there I, that wants David Montgomery to do good, they're going to need the Bears to score points this year so that they can have a lead going into yeah. the fourth quarter. It, 
he might be one of those guys that is matchup dependent if you think the Bears are going to score a lot of points against the Cardinals and you want to take David Montgomery for cheap in daily fantasy. That might be one of yeah. the plays later on in the year if we see he's doing good. Daily uh, fantasy, I can completely see that. But as far as, I mean, dynasty, yes, of course. You have to draft your guys in dynasty. But as far as everyday, daily, or not daily, but weekly fantasy, where you keep all your guys and you don't really do anything daily, it's just not the greatest situation. If you have them on your team, I don't know why. <laughs> all right my number nine is was the first wide receiver off the board in the nfl draft marquise brown mm-hmm. i know that's probably not a consensus decision but no. i just don't like lamar jackson enough to like any wide receiver that's on his team right now i, I hope he proves understand. me wrong i hope he yeah. proves me wrong but. i just think that I mean, go ahead if you still got more. I it basically just the accuracy is going to need to be there to get it to Marquise Brown, unless all they want to do is bubble screen and slants and that kind of and defenses can adjust to that. So he's going to yeah. have to do more than that to be able to to be able to play to Lamar Jackson's strengths is going to take him out of the game, I think because defenses will figure it out. Yeah, um, there's a good possibility of that, but I just think that because he is, and this is what I said on the last show, because he was on my Mm -hmm. best list, because he is basically a surefire starter going forward, this is going to be just a good situation for anybody who wants to try and get a starter who isn't a superstar because nobody really knows much about him right now is that he's going to get plenty of looks and will be fantasy relevant. Whether or not he is fantasy, uh, what's the word for it, but more than relevant, yes. that will <laughs> is re- remain to be seen. But I just think that there is a good possibility for him to get a decent amount of looks. And if you get a decent amount of looks, you're definitely going to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, I, I can't argue with you there. The Yeah targets are probably going to be there whether or not he does much with them he might have 80 catches on the year but he might Mm -hmm. also average like seven yards a catch (laughs) and that's not good in fantasy Mm -hmm. I mean for PPR you'll probably be okay as long as you don't spend too high of a draft pick on him or you know got him in the rookie draft and you didn't need him to be a complete starter on your team but we will find out uh soon as Lamar Jackson can take the field again, because everybody, all <laughs> eyes are going to be on that Baltimore offense now that yeah. they've got some rookies, some playmakers. And uh, speaking of playmakers, I'm going to move along to my number eight because okay. it's another couple of people that you had on your list last week. <laughs> and those are the two wide receivers, well, two of the wide receivers drafted by Arizona. It seems like they drafted mm-hmm. a ton of them this year. But I'm talking mostly about Andy Isabella and Hakeem Butler, who was mm-hmm. of mine before the draft. <laughs> but I do not like the landing spots. I know I touched on it a little bit last week, but that is such a young team. And that is a good yeah. thing for the Cardinals. It is. Mm-hmm. If it pans out for them in a couple of years, they will have a star studded offense. But I'm not sold on it quite yet. 
I, I'm not sold on Kyler Murray, and that's why no, I'm not sold on yeah. these guys. Yeah, the only reason I really had them on my list was that because they were they were number ten. So the only reason I had them is they had a, they had time to learn together. I mean, once Fitzgerald obviously retires, right. whenever that's going to be, but they just had time to learn learn together and stuff. I completely understand why you put them on your list for this one. Um, the only thing I will say is that. I feel like one of them is going to be fairly fantasy relevant this year. We'll see because Kyler Murray has to prove something first. Yep. That that's but. where I'm at on it. I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray's yet. Yeah, he's got some tools, mm-hmm. but I'm not sold on him. This was a very right. not quarterback heavy year for the draft. So they're gonna have to prove me wrong. And mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. For Mr. Tuttle. Deontay Johnson. Um, I know a lot of people think that he is going to be competing for that number two wide receiver spot in uh, in Pittsburgh on the Steelers. But I just I just don't see it. There's to me, there's no way in my mind that he'll beat out Washington or Moncrief or both. I it, it, he, Maybe he beats one out. I, I but I can't see him being both out for that number two spot. And I just that's just too much there's too much experience with Moncrief and flat out I think Washington's gonna be better this year. Going forward, maybe there's going to be something more with Deontay Johnson, but it's just a bad spot for him because if he would have went to another spot another team that was more wide receiver needy then yeah, okay, I could see him being something. But in Pittsburgh, I don't see him being that number two. I can't argue with you much. I We both have liked James Washington, the plays right. he's made. He he looks like he could be a legit at least number two wide receiver in this league. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Dante Moncrief, we've both kind of liked over the years, but he just can't <laughs> stay on the field. That's what I think. Deontay Johnson will be worth this year is if Moncrief either just can't get it together with Big Ben or he gets hurt like he normally does and he finally gets Deontay Johnson finally gets on the field for meaningful snaps and if Big Ben trusts him if yeah, he doesn't I think trust that's him because about it Roethlisberger really hasn't trusted too many rookie wide receivers over the years I think Juju was the first rookie wide receiver that really yeah. kind of got the ball rolling and then carried that over into his second year. But yeah, I wouldn't bet on Deontay Johnson, but I didn't have him on either of my list. It was kind of a, uh, yeah, they need <laughs> wide receivers, but they got wide receivers. So who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's move along to your number seven. I just mentioned something about multiple wide receivers drafted mm-hmm. by the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. Um, first, I got to ask you a question. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you remember who the very first wide receiver drafted with the first pick in the NFL draft was? Uh, just throw me the damn ball. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we are going to talk about Keyshawn Johnson. No, not that Keyshawn Johnson. But the Keyshawn Johnson that was drafted in the fifth round 
by the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I, I will be honest, one of the only reasons I have him on this list is because his name is Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> of <And> course. <laughs> as I was scrolling through some stuff a, a few weeks before the draft, I saw his name, and it kind of, you know, I was like, ah, that's kind of funny. So I looked him up a little bit. And I said, uh, this guy's actually halfway decent. Like, he can be a successful wide receiver in the NFL. So I was kind of keeping tabs on him. And then when I saw he went to the Cardinals after they drafted Butler and all this, and I'm just like, oh, I don't like this situation for him because he, according to everything I was reading and watching, he is a technician when it comes to route running. Mm -hmm. Everybody says he is one of the best, if not the best route runner in the draft, not like a double moves or anything like that. wasn't really specialized in that, but he's just very, very crisp on his routes. So I was like, well, that's really valuable to me, and it's really valuable with timing for your quarterback. But if he is going to be stuck behind four other guys on a – I mean, we still got Christian Kirk, too. Right, I know. He's not bad. And it's just like, yeah, this is just not a good scenario for him. No, it really isn't. That's why I mentioned earlier all the wide receivers that the Cardinals drafted – they're hoping they can stick. It it feels almost like the Packers last year, except they didn't spend as high a picks uh, as the Cardinals <laughs> yeah. did. But it kind right. of feels that way. They got all these rookie guys, and they'll all be learning at the same time. Yeah, and hopefully one or two of them, you know, can prove themselves. But Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk are still there. Yep. But all of them are learning with a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be whoever can get in sync with Kyler Murray, if Kyler Murray's going to get in sync with anybody at all. Again, not sold on him. <laughs> but that's basically it, Keyshawn Johnson. I will love hearing that name again if he does, you know, prove I hope himself he has success. worthy. <laughs> yeah, that would be great if somebody goes, Keyshawn Johnson. I, I can't get it out of my mind. That's all I ever heard. Now, I know the former... Keyshawn Johnson of the NFL, yeah. he does some commentary. Does he do any actual like games, or is it just like commentary for ESPN and stuff? I don't, th- I don't think he does. I mean, if he has to talk about him, I'm sure he's going right. to. He'll be like, "Ah, right, look at this guy, one of the best players in the league." Yeah, exactly. You exactly. just need to throw him the ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll have to get that soundbite on as soon as I hear it. <laughs> All right, my number seven, we've already talked about on Tom's list. He was number nine there. That's David Montgomery. I basically already laid out why I think he's not a great fit or at least not a good landing spot for him there. They've got their guys in Davis and Cohen, and we're kind of hoping that Trubisky kind of takes another step forward, and that's going to lead me into my number six already. And that's the wide receiver that the Bears took, Riley Ridley. Mm -hmm. We have to hope that Trubisky does take that step forward yet again and involves more of his wide receivers in the passing game. Allen Robinson just isn't a a stud enough to demand the respect of the defense so that they have to double cover him or, you know, man over any of that kind of stuff. And, you know, Anthony Miller, he just, yeah, he'll be fine, but he's nothing that the defense is going to be scared of. Trey Burton didn't have a lot really thrown towards him last year. So right. how do they expect this new guy, Riley Ridley, to fit in 
when we really weren't using the guys we already had. Well, I think the for me, the biggest thing to get him involved in the offense is going to have to be an injury of some sort. And if that happens, which it happens often in the NFL, he could be he could be something this year. But this is something that, like I said a few weeks past uh, on my shuffling deck, when it was uh, I Alan can't Robinson. think of his name right, Alan Robinson. <laughs> If he doesn't click within the next two years, they're not going to continue on with no, Alan Robinson. No, no. So it's going to be somebody, and it could be very well Radley Ridley. And I think, though, if Anthony Miller is banged up, like he kind of was last year, he might slide into that role right there. Uh, they need something healthy, and they couldn't replace Miller last year when he got banged up, and it was just kind of like, eh. So we'll see. I do hope, though, that another wide receiver named Ridley – scores like three touchdowns in the opening <laughs> week and everybody's scrambling to try and trade for him or pick him up <laughs> off the waivers and then he just kind of meh for the rest of the yeah. year i mean calvin ridley i think is going to be a good wide receiver this year yeah but i don't know that riley yeah. ridley is going to follow in his footsteps quite yet so yeah. we'll see uh moving along to tom's number six who do we got <sighs> bryce love this guy i said this a few weeks back and if he would have came out of college two years yes. ago and not this year, this would have been a – he would have already been on a team and he would have tried to prove, and maybe it would have just been a disaster. Yeah. But he had he would look so good that first year – or not that first year, but two years ago. And then last year in college just wasn't good enough. So to go to the Redskins <laughs> where he's going to be behind Adrian Peterson for maybe a year or two, whatever, it's going to be there – and then obviously, guys, I don't see Bryce Love being anything special. If he can get back to that what he was two years ago, there we could be talking about a serious competition between him and guys. But I think guys has it pretty much locked down for the future. At this, I mean, if he would, if Bryce Love would have went somewhere else where they were just kind of like, eh, we need somebody, we don't really need somebody, then I get it. But they they don't need another running back that has to prove something because Adrian Peterson still has to prove to himself yeah. that he's the best of all time, because you know, that's when it's in his head and guys has to prove that he can come back from this injury and be successful, which I think he can. And Bryce love has to prove that he's not just a one year wonder. Yep. Bryce love. I thought about putting him on my list. But I, I kind of just felt bad for him. Yeah, <laughs> the issues he's had are like, well, it, he didn't get drafted high like he would have been mm -hmm. had it been two years ago. So right. there's really, fortunately and unfortunately, there's no pressure on him to be the future of a franchise. <laughs> and yeah that could be true. exactly what he needs to be like, hey, be I'm here. I'm playing with house money. And I'm trying to beat one of the best running backs I've ever seen in my lifetime, right. along yeah. with the guy they think is their franchise running back. But guess what? I'm going to prove them all wrong. So maybe if you got a chance, I would definitely love to stash Bryce Love if you didn't have to give up too high of a pick. But yeah, it yeah. is the absolute worst place for him to go if you're expecting yeah. anything out of him this year. 
Yep, <laughs> completely agree. Couldn't have said it better. And my number five is, or uh, oh yeah, my number five because I already did my number <laughs> six is a running back as well. And I know you also have him on your list, but maybe mm. a little higher. <laughs> we'll find out. And that is Devin Singletary, mm-hmm. drafted by the Buffalo Bills, which you know. It, it kind of is a good landing spot because he only has to wait for these old guys to go away, <laughs> but they are still there. Frank Gore is still kicking. Yeah. Sean McCoy still has some stuff left in the tank. I know he mm-hmm. does, but he had such a terrible offensive line last year. But then the kicker is the bill signed TJ Yeldon. That's the kicker. So there you have it. He is fourth on the depth chart, but again, LaShawn McCoy has been injured and Frank mm-hmm. Gore is old. So if there's an injury there and Frank Gore, you know, isn't going to carry the full load. Right. Yeah. And TJ Yelding is more of a, a change of pace back. There's a chance, but I'm not liking it. Yeah, I completely don't like it at all. I think it's a horrible spot for him. We'll let you say what you need to say in just (laughs) a little bit. We're going to move to your number five and a position that I talked about quite often last week. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be tied in, and I'm going with uh, Irv Smith Jr. Um, He's going to the Vikings. And this is just – Kyle Rudolph isn't going anywhere. (laughs) So it's just – Unless they want to run a, a two tight end set more often, I don't see Irv Smith Jr. getting many looks with, with Rudolph being out there. I Thielen and Diggs are out there still. I mean, even if they do a two a tight end set, it's just not going to work. I don't. They got too many people that they can throw to, and oh yeah, they still have Cooks that can catch the ball out of the backfield. A, a healthy Cooks would really help <laughs> for that, but. I just don't – it's just not a good spot for Irv Smith Jr. Kyle Rudolph's not going anywhere anytime soon. So it's just – yeah. I don't I, I don't think you're wrong, but I have <laughs> yeah. heard a rumor rumblings here and there about Kyle Smith getting traded to the New England Patriots or something of that nature. And I'm like, okay, I need a better source somewhere, first of all. You say Kyle Smith? Uh, did I say Kyle Smith? I, I swear that's what you said. I don't we, know. Kyle Rudolph, <laughs> one way or the other, if I said it or I didn't. The, the I've heard rumors that somebody wanted to trade for him in New England, and I, if that happens, I think that would be better than Austin Safarian Jenkins, but I don't yeah. know that they're going to trade much to try and acquire a guy like that. So, yes, Irv Smith kind of buried yep. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, and Dalvin Cook. It's there's not much left for him. So let's move along to your number four. We get back to running backs. Uh, Trevion Williams. Now, I will say because you just drafted him. <laughs> yes. Uh, where you drafted him was a good spot. Oh, I was amazingly of, happy that he was. I was like, he's still there. I'm like, I'm yeah. one Joe Mixon injury away from this guy seeing <laughs> some touches. Like, all right, fourth round, yeah. late fourth round in a rookie pick. Okay. Yep. Yeah, completely good spot for that. He's going a lot higher in most rookie drafts. So, Travion Williams for the Bengals, Joe Mixon, unless he gets hurt, there's almost no chance that Williams makes the field. Um, Giovanna Bernard's getting – I can see how he could be 
pushed to the side a little bit. I could see that. But they also drafted Rodney Anderson. Yes. So this isn't this is a little <laughs> bit of a competition there too. So we have to consider that as well. I just it's not a horrible, horrible, horrible spot, but it's not a good spot. It's really just a bad spot for him because Mixon is their back and they're not going they're not going to go to Travion Williams without a Mixon injury. Yep. I will say before I say who my number four is that he was actually on my list at number three, so we don't need to move far for him, but I made this <laughs> list up before the pick got to me in my rookie draft, and I was like, I'm about to talk about how he is in a terrible spot, <laughs> and this isn't good. I'm like, who else do I draft? I'm like, I'm still yeah. able to draft offense in a league where we play 11 offensive and 11 defensive players. Yeah, You can't ask for anything better than somebody I can stash on my taxi squad for a year, maybe two, and then all of a sudden, bam, I got him for five years when he's actually touching the ball again. Yeah. It's not. There wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot of <laughs> offense left. There were still a nope. couple guys there, and I, I will I say, one too, but. <laughs> I will say that I was very happy when it got to my pick, and I looked, I'm like, well, it was about four picks before that, and I put in my pre-draft, and I was like, mm. hey, Kahari Waring's still there. I <laughs> I can't believe that. I'm like, uh, well, and tight ends are kind of a premium in our flag league since there's 16 teams. Yeah, they teams. can definitely be. I was, I was very happy. Now I don't have another pick until round seven, but I, I was happy with my two fourth rounders. So that being said, I will now announce my number four pick. We talked about him last week. Daryl Henderson mm-hmm. <laughs> has an absolutely horrible spot if Todd Gurley is going to be fine. All right. But they did draft him. I mean, the the Rams yeah. drafted Todd Gurley when we all thought uh, Trey Mason, who was like almost a rookie of the year. Yeah. Why, why do they need to draft Todd Gurley? He's got his own injury problems. And then he's proved us wrong then. Are we going to be in the same situation? It, it feels it's, weird. There's a possibility. I, I'd say this because he was on my list last week and he's on your list this week. <laughs> it's almost like a coin toss. You just kind of flip yeah. one and whatever it lands on. Okay, well, that must be what it's going to be this year. It's, if you want to take the risk, take the risk. If you don't, I perfectly understand it. Like, <laughs> there's no reason to take that risk if you really think Todd Gurley's fine. Lynn, I will say this. Since most of the people that are probably listening at this time of the year probably mm-hmm. are in dynasty type leagues or right. keeper leagues, if you have Todd Gurley, oh, yes. in, yep. anywhere in the first round you are, unless you're getting, you know, Josh Jacobs or, you know, one of the wide receivers that you really like their landing spot, you may as well just take Daryl Henderson with your yep. first pick so you know you've got the running back in LA for the next few years. Yep. But that's about the only way I want to draft him because you got to hope for an injury. You, you, mm-hmm. that, that's plain and simple. If Todd Gurley is healthy, Daryl Henderson is worthless. If Todd Gurley isn't healthy, Daryl Henderson is could be the next stud running back. Yeah. I'd say this. If, if Todd Gurley gets, and I said this last episode, if Todd Gurley has any signs at all, that's for me, I think they're just going to be, ah, well, we're just going to let you sit out this week. And so I think, I feel like, if there's any signs at all with the injury with him, they're just going to say, we don't want to risk it with you because you are, he's a great running back when he's healthy. Unbelievable. He's one of the best, if not the best running back in the league, if he's healthy. 
So I feel like they won't want to overdo it with him. So I, that's why I had him on my list last week. But I completely understand why he's on your list yep. this week. And if that ever happens and we know far enough in advance that Todd Gurley's sitting a week, bust out your daily yeah. fantasy because Daryl oh, Henderson yeah. is going to be owned everywhere and you're not mm-hmm. going to want to be on the other side of that. <laughs> right. All right. I already said my number three was Travion Williams. Who is your number three? AJ Brown. <sighs> this is just <laughs> it. He was he's listen, the Titans did the right thing when they drafted him. But that doesn't mean it's a good situation. Uh, he's it's just the Titans. It's the Titans. And it's Mariota. I don't see that clicking very well. And even if it's Tannehill, I don't <laughs> see it happening. It's just not a good situation for him. The Titans did the right thing. He's basically a starter right out the gates. But if you're looking for a starter that's giving you something, it's just not the right spot. It's not a good spot. Just like we said with Adam Humphreys, yes. it's just, uh, it's just bad, bad news for A.J. Brown to go to the Titans, no matter what quarterback is going to be throwing him the ball. I, I was just going to say we talked about another wide receiver in the same light. That was Adam Humphreys. Yep. Uh, I'd read something not too long ago about the uh, offensive passing, the rankings for the Titans over since Mariota's been a quarterback, and the best year they have had since he's their quarterback was his rookie year, and that was like 23rd. Every <laughs> year has been worse than that. I think they were 31st last year in passing. It's just a terrible fit. Yes, yeah. that's what the Titans need, but they're going to have to decide what to do with Mariota because he just hasn't yeah. been able to put it out there on the field. And I don't know. I know he dealt with a lot of injuries last year, so... If yeah, of that's course, what but... it was. Maybe we'll see a rebound, but at this point, I'm over Marcus Mariota. I am too. I think that's the whole point of having AJ Brown on my list, and that's why I have AJ Brown at my number two. <laughs> hey! So I don't need to talk to you guys yeah. too much about that. We just went through it. AJ Brown, stash him if the Titans can do something at quarterback. Maybe, but yep, it's just stiff. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to your number two. <laughs> My number two is Damian Harris for the Patriots. Now, listen, I know the Patriots got a very high grade in the draft, and rightly so, they did really good. But Damian Harris is just not a good fit right now for the Patriots because they still have Michelle and they still have. James White, it's it, Burkhead is going to be pretty much done. I, I feel like Damon Harris does take the Burkhead role, <laughs> and I don't think that it's going to be anything good for him. If Michelle's going to be out there all the time, James White's going to be out there all the time. Damian Harris, it in order, and we know what the Patriots do when it comes to running backs. They just throw out all three other guys all the time, and Papa, we don't know which one's going to be one play to the next play. And that doesn't serve Harris anything good. You have to have consistency. If you're if you relying on Harris, this is the worst guy out of the trio to rely on. I would much rather rely on Michelle or James White. I, the only thing, I didn't have him on either of my lists. 
Yeah. And that was only because as soon as you see Patriots and running back, you just kind of, your eyes roll back in your head and you're like, whatever. And that's kind that's of where I'm with this. My right. That, that it's, <laughs> the same reason could be used for what you just said. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's, again, if you have Sony Michelle, why not draft Damian Harris? I could see that very well. That's yes. about it. There's no yep. real other reason to draft Damian Harris unless you're hoping for an injury. But it's just Patriots and running backs. We think this year might be different, but we've said that before, so I'm not going to say that <laughs> again. I'm not saying anything different ever about the New England Patriots. They are what they are. They haven't yeah. changed, and they're still successful. So who are we to say that, oh, yeah, this is a terrible move by them? No, I'm not saying <laughs> it again. I don't, th- I don't think it's a bad move by them. I think they did a great job in the draft. Right. Probably the only team that actually got an A-plus ranking on almost every place <laughs> that I've looked. It's very possible. And it's just the situation with him I don't like. So we'll see going forward, but I don't like it right there. All right. Uh, we mentioned him earlier. I had him at number five. He's all the way at number one for you. That is yeah. Devin Singletary. All right, time for your rant. Just basically what you said was is spot on. But, I mean, I'll tell you what. McCoy and Gore are having this role this year, and TJ Yeldon is just not a bad guy. He's going – this. them three there is all they needed. They didn't have to go get Devin. So maybe t- two, three years down the road – Yes, Singletary can do something. But this is not going to be this year. It's not even close to this year. If you're expecting something out of him this year, don't. It's not a good situation for him. You have to just, if you have an opportunity to put him in a taxi squad or something like that, yeah, sure, go ahead, leave him there for a couple years, and then maybe see where we're at there. But you don't even know if they're going to draft somebody next year or the next year after that. I understand why they drafted him, but for fantasy football purposes, just a really bad spot. And to top it all off, how many backup running backs for the Bills that we thought all of a sudden were going to be forced <laughs> to the forefront? Just something stupid happened to him. What uh, was that guy's name like three years ago? Gosh. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it. Of course, and now it's not coming to my head, but I was like, there's been so many. Uh, yeah. We thought the one guy, uh, Jonathan something, that got signed by the Saints last year. Like, oh, he's going to sneak in while Mark Ingram is out. And, well, of course, that <laughs> didn't happen. I don't even know if he was on the roster by the beginning of the season. But, yeah, the backup running backs are not a place for the Buffalo Bills. You're mm-hmm. there, and then all of a sudden you get one game, and, okay, here, here, here he comes. <laughs> and then we never hear from him ever again, or he gets injured as well. It, there's so many bad things that can happen for Devin Singletary. Yeah. And I guess I should say not for Devin Singletary, but for fantasy football players and their hopes. Well, it just takes one LaShawn McCoy injury, and it just takes Frank sure. Gore to finally call it quits. And you've got sure. so much hope, and you're like, this is it. I've got my my stashed guy, my lottery ticket, he is there, and then he's just going to disappoint you. That's what I have to say (laughs) about young backup running backs for the Buffalo Bills. And to say, I completely agree (laughs) with you, but to say disappointment, you're going to put a lot of people disappointed right now 
What are you talking about? <laughs> Disappointment? I mean, yeah, we just, just do it. We ruin just... <laughs> everybody's hearts and lives. I am throwing this one out there because I hated it as soon as I saw it. Yeah. And you just told me how well the New England Patriots did in their draft. And you're not wrong. You're right. But for everybody out there that was drafting Nikhil Harry at number one overall in their fantasy drafts before the draft started, anybody that took him over Josh Jacobs at number one after the draft happened, mm-hmm. I have some bad news for you. <laughs> Nikhil Harry is not going to be fantasy relevant unless Tom Brady is not the quarterback of the New England Patriots. It's as simple as that for me. There's a lot of reasons floating around in my head. Julian Edelman's still there. Uh, They re-signed Philip Dorsett again. Yeah. The the running backs, they just, there's a lot of things happening in that offense. We've seen great guys come in and try to be a part of the New England offense, like Ocho Cinco and guys like that. And they just signed Demarius Thomas in the offseason, too. There's just there's so many mouths to feed still that I don't think. I mean, Brandon Cooks, we thought, oh, my goodness, that is going to be an amazing combo between Brady and Cooks. And he did fine. But everybody was drafting him in the early second round thinking he was going to be the next Randy Moss. And like, one, he's not a tall wide receiver that Tom Brady can chuck it down the field to. And two, Brandon Cooks is just not like a superstar he is right. a great Ross is... teammate he's a great player but he's no stud like Randy yeah. Moss and T.O. was over the years and Nikhil mm. Harry isn't going to be either I'm sorry I'm I'm very sorry New England fans it might not even <laughs> you might not even care that Nikhil Harry doesn't do good for you because you'll still be in Super Bowl contention yeah probably every year but anybody <laughs> unfortunately that, yeah anybody hoping Nikhil Harry is going to be that guy to be your last piece of the puzzle. Oh, I got this high draft pick, and I just need that third wide receiver or my flex player, and that guy, he's going to be amazing. I'm sorry. I'm so off the Nikhil Harry train that it's not even funny. I'm not even in the same zip code as the (laughs) Nikhil Harry hype train, and... We'll see if he proves me wrong, I've, but if if he comes out and catches three balls a week, I'm going to remind you guys. <laughs> it's very possible. I, I see what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. The only thing for me is this why I had him on my list is if Demarius Thomas is just a nothing, then I could see, I could see Harry just completely taking over that spot. And there's a possibility there for me. <laughs> But when you got a feeling about something, <laughs> you gotta go with it. And sometimes yep. feelings are way better than anything else. So we had some feelings I, last year that we were a hundred percent spot on for. And oh yeah, this is one of my feelings this year. Last year it was Devonte Adams being a beast, and he was mm-hmm. the number one overall fantasy wide receiver last year. And your feeling was Christian McCaffrey, and he was oh, yeah. like the number one overall running back last year. So yeah. I think we've got some decent feelings about players, and sometimes yeah. we have them in the other direction. And now, of course, you had that never... with Derrick Henry last year, and you were right up until two games happened. 
Yeah, that was really ridiculous. And he was right on track to where I was going. All of a sudden, they yes. decided, you know what? You're probably, <laughs> you're, you're our future. So we're going to go oh, play you all yeah. the time. Let's, let's see what you can do. Oh, really? Now? That's just dumb. <laughs> but that is kind of how I feel about Nikhil Harry. It's not the same type of situation, but that's the same kind of feeling I have. And yeah. I'm not going to back off it. I'm not going to change my mind about that. He is going to have to prove it in the regular season, even if he looks great in the preseason. Mm. I'm not backing down until Tom yep. Brady says to me, shut your mouth, and then I'll shut my <laughs> mouth. All right. I like it. <laughs> we have officially gone through our top 10 worst landing spots of the 2019 draft, and that means we can talk about what I am very excited to talk about. We have been excited multiple times, but we actually got a chance to play mm. around with the Pole Sports app. Yeah. And it is everything and more that I hoped it would be. Yeah. It is exactly cool. what we have been telling you up to this point. So get on that link that's in the show notes, polesports.com or the link in the show notes. Either way, and you'll get registered. And I think in about a month or so, there's going to be a beta test out there. And, mm -hmm. yep, we got to play with it. It looks amazing. It was seamless. You just click and bam, it's done. Your vote is counted and you can see how many people voted like instantly. It's yes. Yep. You sent me the link to it and I was like, oh, great. This is awesome. And I went on and I was like, well, this is pretty cool. And then you said, if there's anything you want to change or anything like that, just let you know so you could tell the guy that's doing the actual yeah. app. And I was just like, oh, man, I, I don't I, I couldn't say anything. It looked pretty <laughs> yep. awesome. There was so, some technical things that I was like, oh, well, this isn't showing up correctly, but that's all going to yeah, be fixed before bugs. any yeah. of you guys ever see it. And even if it were just like this, it would work just fine for everybody. But it's going to be course. streamlined for you when you get to it and I, I really, I can't wait to see how many yep. people this is going to help throughout the year. So yeah, live like real time polls for if you want to trade or start them, sit them waivers, it's all, it's going to be amazing. I'm, I know I've said it pretty much the same thing every <laughs> week and I'm going to keep saying it because I really do think this is going to be an amazing addition for any fantasy football fan, whether you're a hardcore yeah. guy like us and we're playing dynasty all year long, or if you're just that guy that you get into it in late August and like, all right, when is my draft? It's going to help you too. <laughs> so yep, enough about no that. Doubt. We'll, we're going to hype that up all off season long. Uh, mm -hmm. But we do have some social media places where you can find us. We're on Twitter at fantasy fuel. We're on Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel, as well as Stardom or Sidem on Facebook. Again, everything is in our show notes. I make it easy for you guys <laughs> to find us anywhere you want. You can call us, 608-492-3443. You can buy merch. You can do all sorts of things in those show notes. You can also see some audio dramas and my other podcasts that I do weird news stories on. Say it productions.com slash average Joe show and the veiled monarch audio drama. Any last words, Tom? I'm good this week. Let's go. All right. Thank you everybody <laughs> for listening and don't forget stay fueled up. It's off season. <laughs>